Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. We're here to celebrate and partake in remembering all, somebody say all, all that Christ has done for us on that cross, amen. Today indicates the day that Jesus was crucified, which we as disciples or we as Christians call Good Friday. And it seems odd to call it Good Friday when you think about it, someone was brutally killed for you and I. Somebody's life was taken, amen, and so it was one of the darkest days for Christians. But the resurrection is our victory. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. So it's a good Friday because Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Jesus willingly laid down his life for you and I. And he became the final, somebody say final. Final once for all sacrifice. Come on, somebody. He paid the price. Somebody say he paid the price. He paid the price. He paid the debt for our sins. Somebody say my sins. Come on. That through the blood of Jesus, we can be set free. Come on. How many glad that we're set free? How many glad for the blood of Jesus? Hallelujah. Come on. It is a good Friday because of all that that Christ has done for us. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10 says this, By that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the blood or the body of Jesus Christ once for all. John 10, 15 says this, As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Through his death are charges. The charges against you and I, against me, have been dropped. Come on, somebody. They've been dropped. We have been cleared. Amen. Hallelujah. And so it is a good Friday. Come on. Don't it feel good that all charges? You know what? He says, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to drop the charges on you. You know what? I'm not going to file a complaint against you. I'm not going to hold that against you. He says, you know what? They've been dropped. They've been cleared out of the system. Amen. Never to be brought back to you no more. Oh, come on. Anybody happy about that? Come on, if you, man, if you had, you had some, uh, some warrants on you right now and they say they're dropped, I mean, you, some of you guys be jumping up in the, in the air. Come on, your charges of going to hell, I say going to hell have been dropped. You've been clean out of the system. They, he looks inside and goes, I, I don't find nothing against you. I, I don't hold nothing against you. I, everything in my system, I, I don't see nothing. For As far as for me, amen, you're good. Amen. You can go free. Amen. See, listen, without Friday, there is no Resurrection Sunday. And without Friday, we say I, we still be lost in our sins. Friday had to happen for Sunday to come. 
We just celebrated Palm Sunday. The town celebrated. We, we, we went over the story, amen, of the people that were shouting and praising Jesus, singing, amen, throwing clothes on the, on the, on the, on the, on the road, amen, palm branches, singing Hosanna to the highest, amen, as Jesus rode into town on a donkey, giving him the biggest parade that town has ever seen. But, somebody say but. It's a different scene here on Friday. How many know that butts can be really big? This is a big butt right here. Hallelujah. It's a different scene here on Friday. I mean, there's no celebration going on. The confetti and everything that was thrown up in the air and the celebration that year is all cleaned up. It's a little different from what took place just a few days ago. So let's look at Good Friday tonight. On Friday, we know that Jesus was already portrayed. And Judas agreed to turn him in for 30 pieces of silver. 30 pieces of silver. Then he got a little bit more than Esau got, right? He only got a bowl of beans. But 30 pieces of silver... He turns in our Lord and Savior. And so that's handed to him. It says here in Luke chapter 22, 5 through 6. So they were delighted, speaking to the Pharisees. They were delighted and they promised to give Judas the money. So he agreed, he agreed and began to look for an opportunity to betray Jesus so they can arrest him when the crowds went around. So they already had the Last Supper yesterday. Thursday, amen, they were, they were there. They had the Last Supper. They ate bread. They, they, they drank from the cup, amen, broke the bread, and Jesus uh, washed their feet. And he says to do this in remembrance. And Peter tells Jesus that night, he says, I'm willing to go to prison with you. I'm even willing to die for you, Jesus. And in Luke chapter 22, 31 to 34, it says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all you as wheat. But I prayed for you, Simon, that your faith, somebody say faith, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I'm willing to go to prison and to death. And Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times that you know me. You know, as you read that part, and, I, and it just really, I really, as I read it uh, this time around, I really looked at the words here, and he says this, you know what? He says, I'm going to pray for you, Peter. He goes that when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. See, Jesus not only knew that Peter was going to deny him, but he also knew that he would get right with him. Come on, somebody. When he says that I turn back, I, I, when you turn back, he says when you have repented, in other words. Because it, G, uh, Peter's going to start to repent, amen. He's going to find him. Remember when he finds him fishing, amen, uh, on the ocean, he's, and he has breakfast with him, amen. And he says, Peter, uh, do you love me? See, I already knew that his life, his heart would turn. He said, Lord, you know I love you. Then feed my sheep or strengthen your brothers. How many know that God knows? God knows. 
See, Jesus already knew that the time had come. So he takes three disciples, somebody say three disciples, and goes to pray. And he stops at the Garden of Gethsemane, the Mount of Olives, to pray to the Father. And so if you turn into Luke chapter 22, 42 and 41, it records this. He walked away, speaking of Jesus, about a stone's throne, and he knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Church, can I, can I let you in on a little something here? We should all, say me, we should all be stopping at the Garden of Gethsemane each and every day. Come on, that, that prayer should be our prayer when we start every day. Saying to the Father, not my will, but thy will be done. Come on, that, that's something that should be incorporated in our prayer life when we get up, not only thanking God for the day that he's giving us, but we stop at the garden ourselves and say, God, I, I don't want to do what I want to do. I, I don't want to just do whatever I want to do. God, I, I want to make sure that my life is lined up to your will, that I want to do your will when I walk out these doors. When I go represent you, uh, when I say that I am who I am in you, uh, that I want to make sure that I'm representing you in the right way. Not my will, not my desires, not my wants, but your will be done, God. I think if all of us would start the day that way, then we would stop doing some foolish things. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, stop being foolish. <laughs> Talk to yourself and say, I got to stop being foolish. Hallelujah. Come on, we, we, we should stop just like, see, Jesus did this to start whatever he needed to do for the Father's will. He knew that prayer was important. That, you know, God, I need to align my heart because you know what? Uh, you know, if there's another way we can do this, amen, but I don't want to do what I want to do. I want to make sure I'm doing what you want me to do. Listen, prayer, somebody say prayer. Prayer will all you always line you up to his will. When you start praying, thy will be done, then selfishness goes away. Your wants go away. You start doing what the Father wants, right? God, I want to do your will. And so here, when you pray, church, he'll always line you up to his will. That's why Jesus told them in Luke twenty two forty, on reaching that place, he said to them, pray so that you won't fall into what? Temptation. See, the temptation of doing what we want to do. Not only falling into this and falling into that, but not doing what God's telling us to do. How many know that's a sin too? Come on. Come on. Not, not, not just necessarily doing the deed, but not doing what God told you to do. And so we need to understand. He says, you know what? You need to pray because you'll fall into temptation. That we need to pray and we need to stop at the garden each and every day and say, Father, I don't want to do my will. I want to do your will. That's what gave him the strength to get up and do what he was about to do. Now, Jesus wasn't trying to get out of going to the cross here. No, come on. There is, there's nothing wrong. Listen, church, there is nothing wrong with you telling the Father how you feel. Come on. Come on. Come on. Jesus is a man here, right? He was telling the Father how he felt. He was saying, you know what? I, I know this is going to hurt. Come on, I, I know it's going to be painful. Come on, he was, he was saying, uh, he was just saying, is, is there just another way? Come on, how many know that we'll try to find another way? If, if God just said, y'all want you to lay down your life, well, 
Can we talk about this first? Is, is there another way? Can I, can I just give you some money or, or can I do something different? Amen. Come on. We, we, we trying to get out of God's will as best as we can sometimes, church. Cause sometimes doing his will is painful. Doing his will, amen, will cost you something. Doing his will will cost you uh, some time, some crying, uh, some moaning, some groaning, whatever it's going to be. It's, it's going to be painful. Come on, serving the Lord. Come on, this ain't a skip in the park, amen. It's like give your life to Jesus and, woo, we're going to Disneyland, hallelujah, for the rest of our lives. No, 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 no. You're going on a ride that may be broken when you're on the top of that hill. It, 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 may, it may not work. Things are not going to work out. It's going to be painful doing the Father's will. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, so he says, take this, su- this cup of suffering from me. He says, this is going to hurt, but... But then he says, you know what, God, I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I'm saying, you know, if you, there's a different way, then let's, let's think about this. But you know what, not my will. I want to do whatever you want me to do, Father. Can I let you in on a little something here? The cup was not the only agony of the cross. Listen, church. It also was a total separation from God. That he would have to experience in order to die for the sins of the world. So not only was the agony of the pain and the suffering and everything that he was going to go through that he already knew, he says at this time and moment is going to be the first time I'm going to experience a separation from the Father because I'm going to take on the sins of the world. Sin separates us from God, church. And Jesus was about to take on all your sins. Somebody say all my sins. He was going to take all our sins, amen, the sins of the world. And at that time, Jesus was going to separate himself from the Father. And that's why he cried out in Matthew 27, uh, 46, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, in the early hours of Friday, Jesus is betrayed and he's arrested. In Luke chapter 22, 47 through 48, it says this, But even as Jesus said this, a crowd approached, led by Judas, one of the twelve disciples, and Judas walked over to Jesus to greet him with a kiss. But Jesus said, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? And that's where we get the term, kiss of death. (laughs) At that moment, Jesus arrested. That's the signal. That was what they agreed on. The one I kiss is the one. Arrest him. In Luke chapter 22, 54, it says this, Then seizing him, speaking of Jesus, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest, and Peter followed at a distance. Then the denial of Jesus takes place. A girl notices Peter and says, this man is one of Jesus' followers. And Peter says, I don't even know him. Then someone else said the same thing, and he gets mad and says, I'm not one of them. Gets a little angry here. In Luke chapter 22, 59 to 61, it says this, about an hour later, this is the third time, About an hour later, someone else insisted, this must be one of them. But Peter said, man, 
I don't even know what you're talking about. Automatically, we jump right into the 70s right there. It says right there, man, I don't even know what you're talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crows. And at that moment, the Lord looked at Peter, and suddenly, the Lord's words flashed through, his, through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. They take Jesus before the religious council to condemn him. He stands before trial before Pilate. And Pilate finds nothing wrong with Jesus and says, you know what? Send him to hear it. He's under his jurisdiction. Let him deal with it. And so he, he has nothing to do with it. He don't want to do, he doesn't want to have nothing to do about this. And so he says, you know, send him, send him to Herod. And Herod sends Jesus back to Pilate. And Pilate says, you know what? Okay, I'll have him whipped and released. The crowds want Jesus dead. And they start shouting, crucify, crucify, crucify. The same people that were singing, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, are now saying crucify. So to prevent a riot from starting, Pilate sends Jesus to death. Instead of doing the right thing, he allowed the pressures of the crowd for him to do the wrong thing. Church, listen, don't allow the pressures of the world to do wrong things. Don't allow the pressures of your surroundings to do the wrong thing. Don't let the, the pressures of your co-workers, hello, to do the wrong thing. Don't let the pressures of your family, hello, to do the wrong thing. Come on, we must do the right thing, church. Come on. It says in Matthew chapter 27, 24, Pilate saw that it wasn't getting anywhere and a riot was developing, so he sent for a bowl of water, and he washed uh, his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. The responsibility is yours. And so here he's trying to get a wit. He, he finds no, no purpose for death. He, he finds no, 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 nothing that deserves death. Amen. He says, you know what? I find nothing wrong. He, he sends him to the other guy, the other governor, the other person in charge and says, you know what? Let him deal with it. Let him be, let, let, let it fall on his responsibility. He says, you know what? I, I, I ain't going to do nothing with him. And he sends him back. Amen. And, and so they're bouncing Jesus. And all of a sudden, you know what? The crowd's getting crazy. And so he finally gives in. He says, you know what? I'm I'm going to, okay, we're going to crucify him. He sends him to death, but then he gets a bowl of water and washes his hands. He says, you know what? I washed my hands before this. The responsibility is yours. Pushes it away. And he says, I'm innocent of this man's death. And I may know that he plays a part of that. It's like us, right? God, everybody else is doing it. I know it was wrong, but another big but. I didn't want to cause a scene. So I participated. Or I sinned. 
I gave in. I didn't want to know. I didn't want everybody to know that I was a Christian. Pilate sends an innocent man to death. That was Friday. Jesus is placed on the cross after being whipped, beaten, mocked, spit upon, kicked, make him carry his cross through the town, embarrass him, and then they drive the nails into him. Nails that will hold flesh through his hands and feet. Three nails were pounded for you. He took them. Didn't complain. Didn't say stop. Didn't say it hurts. Took it all in. He knew what was coming. But he saw you. He saw you. He saw you in 2021. It says drive them in. Because I'm doing it for them. Tell him I'm doing it for Say he's doing it for me. Takes on these nails and they start to pound these nails inside his flesh. You know, my daughter was saying that, you know what, you can just imagine the smell during that time. Imagine hearing the ripping of the meat as they're driving it through his hands and feet. Imagine the mockery still as they're content which each nail is being driven inside his body, laughing and saying, yes, we got him. He stood there and took it all for you. Even as they're doing all that, he still says, forgive them. <laughs> Come on, he says, forgive them. But they don't even know what they're doing. That's all God is to us. When we start talking madness, start talking this and start talking that, I don't know about you, but I talked some madness when I was backslidden. I would say things about God and tell things about that and say things. I would, I would, I would really cue my wife, amen, with the church and everything, amen, and, and get her to a point of almost crying from the things I would say, amen, and, and, I, and it was a mockery. Thinking I was, I, I don't know what I was thinking at that time, but yet God says, I forgive you. He says, forgive him. He, he don't know what he's talking about right now. He told my wife, just forgive him. He don't know what he's doing right now. He's all local. <laughs> A little crazy in the head. Whatever it is. But you know what? I still love him. He's still my son. And he knew that one day I'll turn around. He knew one day that he was going to call on me. And he says, this is going to be the day that my son comes back to me. He knew. So he says, no, you know what? Forgive him. They drive those three nails through his flesh. And Jesus is placed between two criminals. Jesus convicted for a crime that he did not commit. He was framed. And Jesus hung there as religious leaders and soldiers made fun of him and mocked him. Even one of the criminals on the cross started talking smack to Jesus and records in Luke chapter 23, 39 to 43, 
One of the criminals hanging there beside him mocked and said, so you're the Messiah, huh? Are you? Prove yourself by saving yourself, and you know, while you're at it, save us too. So he's, make, he's making fun of him. But the other criminal protested. Don't you even fear God when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. And then Jesus, he said to Jesus, Jesus, remember me. Somebody say, remember me. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, as surely I assure you today that you will be with me in paradise. It's about noon that Friday. And the Bible says that darkness fell on the earth for three hours. And the Bible says that the earth shook as Jesus breathed his last breath. In Luke chapter 23, 44, it says this, by, by this time it was about noon and darkness fell across the whole land until 3 o'clock. In Luke 23, 46, it says this, and then Jesus cried out with a loud voice and he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. Jesus died that Friday. And we're here to remember what he's done for us. Tonight we're going to partake in communion. As you get ready for those cups, crackers, we can start to pass those out as I finish up here. But as we go back, amen, to the Last Supper in Luke chapter 22, Jesus tells his disciple to do this often in remembrance. Tonight as disciples, we want to do this in remembrance. It's recorded in Luke chapter 22, 14 to 17. It says this, when the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat together at the table. And Jesus said, I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now, I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. In verses 18 to 20 in the New King James, it reads like this. He took the cup and he gave thanks. And he said, this is, this is, a, divide, this is a, a divide among yourselves for I say to you, I will not drink the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and gave it to them by saying, this is my body for which was given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he took the cup after supper saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. The Passover meal here is the last supper in remembrance. The remembrance of Israel being delivered from Egypt. Remembrance of when they put the blood of the lamb on the, on the door frames of their homes and their firstborn sons were saved from the angel of death. The blood uh, on the doorposts during uh, Passover now symbolizes that this virus will pass over us. That death does not have final word on us. Come on, somebody. So it protects us and doesn't have final word uh, over us in death. 
And now this event overshadowed Jesus' work on the cross as a spotless lamb of God. His blood would be spilled in order to save his people from the penalty of sin, of death by sin. And during this Passover meal with, here with the disciples, the bread and the cup actually become Christ's body and blood. The Lord's Last Supper in remembrance of Jesus' death on the cross was for our sins. Somebody say, my sins. When we partake of it, as we're going to take right now in a few moments of communion, we show our deep gratitude, our respect, our reverence of Christ's work on our behalf. And with that, our faith, somebody say our faith. Somebody say my faith. My faith is strengthened. Each time we partake, each time we take in, uh, do it in remembrance, our faith is strengthened because we're remembering what he's done on the cross for us. We're remembering the, the beating that he took for us. Uh, we're remembering him in the blood, the precious blood that he, that he spilled for us. Uh, we're remembering that he became the final sacrifice uh, for us. Amen. There is no other sacrifices needed. Jesus became the perfect lamb of God uh, that takes away the sins of the world. Amen. Uh, we remember uh, those things. Amen. Then we start to remember the things that he's done in our lives. And how he has set us free and how he's delivered us from drugs or, or alcohol or, or anything else that we were bound by the world. Amen. We start remembering when we start partaking in communion. That's why he says, do it often that you don't forget about me and what I've done for you. Because how many know it's easy to forget when we don't do things the way we need to do them? If we're not saying I love you to our spouses, amen, we kind of forget or we take it for granted that's why we got to take remembrance and take communion that's why not only communion within our own uh, in our churches but within our own homes with our own family with our kids to partake and teach them what are we doing here mom what are we doing here dad well we're, we're taking a we're, we're taking remembrance what Christ has done for us how mom how he healed mom and dad's marriage how he healed us and how he delivered me and, and everything else. You start to show them the work of the cross to your, to your children. And each time we do that, our faith gets stronger and stronger. It's like when you pray. That's why I say prayer is so important because each day you pray and you pray, not my will, but thy will be done. You start to align yourself to his will. And so when you go out those doors, amen, you, you understand that you no longer belong to yourself. Come on. You were bought with a high price. Amen. Uh, you start to remember right, what he's done on the cross. God died for me. He paid off my debt. So I'm paid with a high price. Amen. And God says, honor your body. Honor your body to me. How you live and what you do and what you say. All that represents the Father. So I don't want to go out there and just be, say I'm a Christian and yet I'm still talking like the world. Still doing things of the world. That's why, the, that's why it says to separate yourselves, right? Set yourself apart. Be different. You know? Yeah, we're winning the world, but we don't have to be acting like the world in order to win them. Amen. Come on, somebody. We got we to we understand that when we start to do these things and we start to uh, partake in this and our, our gratitude, our attitude, our respect, our reverence, all that starts to line back to the Father. You know, I think if we did this more often, 
There'll be few black sliders in the, in the church today. Come on. If we simply just remember what God, Christ has done for him, we wouldn't walk out on him. We would do what he told us to do, right? Pray. Otherwise, you'll fall into temptation. When Jesus asked his disciples to eat the broken bread and to remember him, he wanted them to remember his sacrifice. He wanted him to remember the forgiveness of sin, but also his friendship that we can continue to enjoy through the work of the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. That's why he says, I'm not going to what? Leave you as orphans. I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you a friend. Uh, you know, where we go? Where? No, no, don't worry. I'm going to, I have to go back to the Father, but I'm going to send you your best friend. He's going to teach you all things. He's going to teach you the secrets of the kingdom. He's going to be there to guide you and protect you. And he's going to be there to say, hey, 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 don't do that. You ever felt him say that to you? Man, there's times where he yells at me. Hallelujah. He helps us. And so he sends us the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, God agreed to forgive people's sin through animal sacrifice. A covenant between God and his people were sealed by the blood of animals. As you read in Exodus 24, 28, or 24, 8. But understand that the blood animal itself didn't remove the sin. Only God can forgive you of sin. So animal sacrifice had to be repeated day after day and year after year. But Jesus came and instituted, instituted, what does that mean? Hallelujah. <laughs> instituted, hallelujah. I still get a little shortness of breath, amen, hallelujah. But he came and instituted this new covenant. And Jesus would die in the place of sinners as the final sacrifice once and for all. Unlike the blood of animals, amen, the, his blood, the blood of Jesus. Come on, somebody say, Jesus. The blood of Jesus would remove the sins of all who put their faith in him. Come on, somebody. Jesus' sacrifice would never, listen, would have to be repeated again and again. What he did on that cross is for all eternity. Come on. Hebrews chapter 9, 23 to 28 says this. That is why the tabernacle and everything in it, which were copies of the things in heaven, had to be purified by the blood of animals. But the real thing, somebody say the real thing. The real things in heaven had to be purified far better sacrifices than blood animals. For Christ did not enter into the holy place made of hum with human hands, which was only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now and before God on our behalf. And he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again, like the high priest here on earth would enter the holy place year after year with blood of, uh, of the animal. If it had been necessary, Christ would have to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once and for all time, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove the sin by his own death as a sacrifice. And just as each person is destined to die, once and after that will come judgment, so also Christ has offered once for all times as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. And he will come again, not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. John the Baptist called Jesus in John chapter 129, the lamb 
that takes away the sins of the world. Amen? Tonight, we want to do this in remembrance. His last words on Friday says it all. It is finished. Come on, hallelujah. It is finished. Three words was all that was needed for you and I. One cross, three nails, equals forgiveness. One cross, three nails, equals forgiveness. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And so as they start to pass those out, we want to partake in this. But as you guys are getting that passed out to you, hallelujah. Thank you. As we do this, we do this in not of of joking around, playing around. We we do this in reverence and respect. So when you partake, you're you're, you're showing God respect. God, I believe what you did on the cross. Uh, I'll take of the bread. I I I know what you what you uh, have done with the the body that you shed, the the blood that cleansed me. I I I'm, I partake of that. I'm taking of that. And so these things, what we're doing is not. You know, we're sitting down having some crackers and juice or anything like that, or 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 you take it without having any any meaning. So if you don't, don't do it. Uh, the Bible says if you do it in that way without the understanding, then you bring judgment upon yourself. And so what we want to do this is in respect. I mean, uh, anyone can do this in respect when they really truly believe that. Yeah, I believe that God died on the cross, and I believe that He uh, His broken body was for me then we partake of that. But when we just do it and not believe it, then that's when it becomes a problem. And so that's what we do is in respect of what he's done, what, we, what we're here for today on this Good Friday. You know, you know, because Friday had to come in order for Sunday to come for us. You know, it started with a kiss to betrayal, to a sentence, and then to death. For you and I. And so what we're doing today is partaking in that, remembering that. But before we pray for the bread and, and eat of it and pray for the cup and drink of it, with every head bowed and eye closed just for a moment, and maybe those on Facebook Live, if you're watching this and God is speaking to you, or you're, maybe you're here today and God is speaking to you, we, we want to take this opportunity for God to come into your life. And say, you know what, I, 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 know, I know God, I, uh, maybe you were serving God at one time, or you're a backslider, or you're not fully committed to God, and what a, great, what a great day it would be for you to give your life to Jesus, just like the, the one on the cross, the criminal that was on the cross laying there and said, remember me when you go into your kingdom. That God will say today that today you'll be in paradise. Today I'll forgive you of your sins. Today you can walk with me, and I will 
will not throw anything back in your past to you anymore. Maybe today's the day that says, you know what? I want to give my life to Jesus. You know, if that's you today, here today, I want you to just raise your hand. Anyone here says, you know what? I want to get saved. I want to get right. I just want to give my life to Jesus. Anyone in this place today? Before we move on, hallelujah. Anyone out there on Facebook Live, maybe that's you today. Maybe you're feeling that tug in your heart and say, you know what? I, I want to give my life to the Lord. I was once saved. Uh, I, you know, I want to partake in this uh, communion. But you know what? I want to really me make it meaning by giving my life to him. And so if that's you today. Just, just put on, just type in right there, that's me, that's me, that's me. That's all you got to say is that's me. And if, that's, if you're doing that today, we want to pray for you. And so we're going to pray right now before we partake in, in the, of taking the bread and drinking of the cup, that you know what, if you bow your head just right where you're at and just say this prayer with us, amen. Church, can we help them out, help them out out there. And so as you bow your head and close your eyes, I want you to say this, Lord, I come to you as a sinner. And I need a Savior, Lord. Father, I believe with all my heart what this day represents. The day that you laid down your life, willingly took the beating for me. And you shed your precious blood on that cross for me. The, the blood that erases and takes away all my sins. Father, I repent and ask of you to come into my life and be the Lord and Savior of it from this day forward. I believe with all my heart that on that third day, when Sunday rolled around, you rose again to give me victory. And so, Lord, I thank you. Send your Holy Spirit to help me and to guide me and to be the friend I need in this journey of, with you. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. If you said that out there on Facebook Live, amen, and you, and you really meant that, uh, I'm telling you right now, all heaven's rejoicing. Uh, they're throwing a big old party for you up in heaven for your name. Your name is being written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. And so we just want to welcome you to the family of God, the family of believers. Amen. And know that your sins are forgiven. So just uh, continue your walk. Get into prayer. Uh, get your word. Read your word. And just get connected to a, a, a place where you can call home, a church that you can call home, uh, whether it's online right now or when you physically go to a church. Amen. Find one around there, wherever you're at. If it's here in Las Vegas, we love to have you right here at PCLV. We're always here waiting for people, just loving people and loving God. Amen. And so we want to thank you for being part of that. Amen. So give the Lord some praise. Amen. We're praying for you. Just write your uh, type in there. Amen. I said the prayer, man. It'll attach your name. And I will personally pray for you that God will continue to walk with you and that you will have the strength that you need to continue this walk. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Give the Lord one more praise. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Okay, okay. You can kind of just throw. Bah, bah. Forgive me. Hallelujah. And everywhere. <laughs> you can go like that. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> clap your legs. Hallelujah. Thank you.